1: The fan base and venues, part of the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Survivor and Circa Millions contest, $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. Welcome everybody back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is a new week in the middle of July. Labor Day is approaching day by day. I'm your host, Moneyline Mac, the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And just like every episode, I am joined by my co-host, leading it off. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa. He's a graduate of West Virginia University and lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He is a walking contradiction, rambling rush. How are you, my friend?
0: Doing well. One of those days, good old Garfield Monday. But hey, always down to talk Big 12 football and and turn this day around. Good good episode ahead we have.
1: Yes, and we are counting down the days, less than six Saturdays till we kick it off on Mm. Labor Day. Can't get here soon enough. And batting in the two-hole, I guess I should say the three-hole, uh he is he's got family ties in all the schools in the big 12 you name it oklahoma state oklahoma tcu baylor central florida now cincinnati he is the big 12 guru troy tuning what is up my friend
2: i um i'm not really an average guy i i just like to hit some real big home runs every now and then so the three holes (laughs) kind of perfect
1: the three three benedict knows
2: i like that two hole though (laughs)
1: shout out to the chat uh benedict dantled uh stay out of the two hole yeah you don't want to be in the two hole so you know i've been looking forward we've been talking all weekend about this episode talking about the different fan bases and venues in the big 12 because i think we can all agree this is what makes the big 12 so unique is every town especially with texas leaving is a college town compared to all the big cities whether it's in basketball the big East or to, or the Pac-12 and the ACC. I think the Big 12 and the different college towns represent, especially what we love here on the college experience, home field advantage, home court advantage. Rush, uh, and any initial thoughts before we give out our rankings? I know we were talking before the episode. You can go a lot of different directions on this.
0: Yeah, it's we kept it kind of generic, fan bases and, and home field. Home field has a little bit more of a structure, but fan bases, I mean – one through twelve, it's just your interpretation and probably who you've dealt with. Um, for example, when we've been tailgating and dealt with other fans coming across the opponents. Um, I will say though, Ryan, I, I do agree. It's, you know, Texas is leaving with Austin. We do have Houston coming in and Cincinnati. So kind of well, Houston's a big market and 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 Cincy there, but it definitely I think we all agree with with Texas leaving and and potentially Oklahoma that this this feels more of a our buddies, the gambling Gauchos, said this, right? It's, it's the, the conference of truck stops and it just, that, that just sums it up and it feels right about the big
1: 12. Yes. No. And shout out to the gambling Gauchos. I got my gambling gaucho shirt on right now. Go check out their podcast. Great guys uh, covering all Texas tech red Raiders, Mr. Uh, big 12 guru. Uh, we're going to, so by the way, we're going to leave Texas and Oklahoma out of these rankings, but at the end we will, we'll, hypothetical where we would place them if they were continuing um troy any initial thoughts before we dive into our power rankings
2: i um like i said on the last episode i have some of the mascots will probably play into the fan the fan rankings Mm -hmm. because we've got a couple of pretty good mascots and then we have some some really weirdo ones and (laughs) Too bad we'll have to wait until the end to talk about the sooner schooner tipping over because that was that was the <laughs> biggest foreshadowing for the next couple of years after that in a while.
1: <laughs> so uh, out of curiosity, how many Big 12 uh, campuses have do you have left on your list? Now, since I, I got out of college athletics what two years ago? I have not been to Central Florida, I have been to Cincinnati, I have not been to BYU Rush, so you have that on me. Mm-hmm. And I have not actually. I have been to Houston, so the only two I'm missing is Provo and Orlando, Troy. Um, I'll let you lead it off. Which ones do you have left on your list? Because I know well, I know you got family ties everywhere.
2: I still haven't been to uh, Kansas State or Kansas. I got a couple of my friends that are are trying to get me out to the Bill, the Bill Snyder this this year. I'll probably make a trip out there. And I haven't been to Ames. Um, I don't know if I ever will go to Ames uh, Oh
1: yeah, you will but when we take this shit on the road here in a couple oh, of oh yeah we got it, we'll, we'll hit them all so if you're if an I'm
2: Ames, not- Troy, you're do- we're doing it right Yeah I guess if I if I am forced to go to Ames, then I will go to
0: Ames He'll have to create one more family tie in Ames, you know with all the the family ties are either literal family or the potential family members that Troy lost spreading his seed at these college campuses so interpret that how you want to.
1: No doubt. Um, so real quick, before we get into our power rankings, I get, we'll call them power rankings, very power rankings, because power rankings always create controversy, which we love here on The College Experience. I got to get us paid, and we're brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back $14 million in guaranteed price up for grabs. Circa Millions, five NFL picks ATS each week. A lot of hungry money line dogs to start off the year. They were profitable last year. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there the last weekend in August to get their circuit entries in. That's at CircusSports.com. For all details, visit CircusSports.com. You know, if we had $14 million, I think we could do a lot of damage and take this production on the road, but that's for another day. All right, guys. Uh, let's dive into – we will lead it off with the fan bases, and I want to go top. Actually, no. I want to go reverse order. I always like to build up the anticipation. Who we'll go one by one, and we'll go around the horn. Who do we have as our not best uh, fan base? We won't say worst because nobody's the worst in the Big Twelve. Who's our uh, least best uh, fan fan base here? Uh, Rush, I'll let you lead it off.
0: I'm going to go Houston. You don't really see a lot of Houston uh, fans around, like we talked about. It is the one big city in the Big Twelve, also. The biggest media market, third biggest media market, I think, in the country around that. Um, we we talked to through the Ryan and Rush show that we do, Ryan, uh, West Virginia Sports Focus. Give it give it a subscription if you get a second. Um, someone we bring on a lot, it's a local journalist in Morgantown, Ethan Bach. And, and we talked to him. We're like, we can't really, you know, when you're on Twitter going around mm-hmm. trying to trying to joke around with Houston, you you kind of have to go at Houston to kind of bring them out. They're like a pimple that you have to put a warm po- compress on to get it to the surface, but you don't, it's, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, Oh, I saw a Houston fan today. So like you said, nothing, nothing against, you know, you can keep to yourselves, keep quiet, but I'm going Houston at number
1: 12. Rush. I mean, uh, I Troy. Rush. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, R- Rush, I, Troy, whatever your name is. <laughs>
2: especially, especially football focused. I, I got to go Kansas, man. It, they're just, Nowhere to be found. (laughs) Not in the stadium, not at away games. I mean, anytime you see a Kansas shirt that's out and about, it's always a basketball shirt. There's no like people don't even wear Kansas jerseys, really. I don't think I've seen too many even basketball jerseys. There's just nothing going on there. And it's pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. well you know where all the fans are the football fans and for god's sake they got a track around their uh damn field uh we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about that in the venues i'm going kansas as well uh because they're number one in basketball so it evens out here and they're my least uh least best fan base in football because they're just talking about basketball year round rush do you have Kansas as number 11 for you
0: i do and the reason i put them at 11 not 12 because if they, because because they are number one when it comes to basketball, if they start su- sustaining some success in football, a uh, big second year for them coming up, you'll, you'll start getting those, oh, I was a Kansas football fan from day one, you know, the rest of the, but, but they'll start migrating some of that, the, the basketball fandom into football. So that's why I put them at eleven
2: i got got, 11 i got iowa state down there at second to last and that's probably just super biased because (laughs) there's not too many iowa state people that i've hung out with
1: wow that that is bold because i I got iowa state high on my list uh i got houston as well at number 11 so and by the way we're going to do a composite uh power ranking we'll put out a graphic i'm sure everybody in the country will agree with our ranking. oh yeah make sure you follow at tce sgpn on twitter uh all right so troy has iowa state and kansas at 11 and 12 i got houston and kansas and so does rush rush back to you for for our mock draft of uh fan bases number 10 i'm
0: gonna say cincinnati it's uh it's the next big city in the big 12 houston and cincinnati are the two big Cities. I was even just in Cincinnati recently, and I didn't feel like you saw a lot of Bearcats uh, uniforms or, or shirts around. It's really focused on the Bengals right now. Since he's a great city. You know, nothing nothing wrong with the fans. They, they do. They are higher, I will say, on my home field advantage list. It's just they're just kind of there. I, I think they're just feeling things out themselves. So I, I have Cincy at number 10.
1: Back to you, Troy.
2: I, this is where I have Houston kind of in the same spot as what Rush is thinking about Cincinnati. I, their sports program has been, you know, pretty solid coming into this move. Mm -hmm. And you just, you don't hear or see too many Houston fans out really anywhere. And yeah, as a new team, I also, there's some other established fan bases in this conference that might be about as loserish, but at least they do it together more often.
1: Yeah, I wonder who that could be. Um, yeah. I, uh, I got Cincinnati as well. It's it's uh, as rush. It, it's kind of the narrative, like they're kind of coming from a city, although it's not as big as Houston, but I think Cincinnati people more got got along on the bandwagon here recently. They were basketball fans when hugs is there and they've kind of jumped the football with Brian Kelly, Luke fickle. I still don't think everybody's bought in. You mentioned the Bengals, so I'll go Cincinnati number ten. Time to go number nine. Back to you, Rush.
0: I'm putting Baylor, and the reason for that is just there's a reason we call or even Troy, your your mom who went to Baylor calls uh, Waco Wacko. It's just and and this does help with their home field (laughs) advantage, but Baylor's just weird. It's just different. It's just weird. It's. Maybe it works for them. Maybe it doesn't type of thing, but they're just, it's one of those, I don't know where to put them. So I'm just going to put them at number nine. Just, just, it's just, Baylor's just weird.
2: Number, number nine is where I have Cincinnati, just slightly above Houston. And that's probably, you know, recency bias based uh, they're, uh The Bearcat mascot won the division one mascot competition last year. So they got uh, bonus points over the stupid Cougar that Houston has. So. <laughs> That's what that's what pushed them up into the single digits.
1: I like it. Yeah, no. Since Cincinnati's an interesting fan base. I'm interested to see now that we've all ranked Cincinnati either nine or ten, and Houston at ten or eleven. I'm interested to see how those two new programs in a bigger city in a bigger conference respond to being in the Big Twelve. Rush, we're agreeing again. I got Baylor, and I I don't think that they're a bad fan base. It, it's more it's more of a new fan base and. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's Wacko Waco, like it's, you said. It's just it, weird. It, yeah, and <laughs> fun fact, I did see that Baylor is the most expensive university on a yearly basis, 46000 a year for enrollment. So Sikkim is, is uh, quite quite pricey there. Uh, and Look at their Waco.
2: endowment. Look at their endowment.
1: I know. I know. It's and, and, and we'll talk about the venue here, too. Like, the way the football stadium's set up is weird. Everything's weird in Waco, and that's why we call it Wacko Waco. Well,
2: I mean – just to stay on topic, and this kind of works, I, I guess I'll go in front of Rush just for this round, but I have Baylor at eight yep. because you know, we were talking about before the game. The only real cool thing they do is they've got the sail gating where you can, if you're rich enough to have a boat, you can pull up in a boat and tailgate the game, which that's pretty cool, but it's still a lot more like a PGA Tour event than a college football game.
1: Yes.
0: Well, I, and and well I think said. the reason uh, Baylor is so expensive now. I mean, how else are you going to pay the
1: sexual assault victims from? <laughs> Arthur Island? You got to pay for them somehow. I mean, yeah, you where else are you going to get that money? <laughs> you got to pay for that dust up somewhere. So, <laughs> back to you, Rush, for your number eight. Which? Uh,
0: staying in the state, the great Republic of Texas, the state of Texas. I'm actually going TCU. Um, they're in Fort Worth. Can't call, call it quite Dallas. Um, we kind of saw them obviously with their success last year, more on the rise. It just it seems like so many other schools in Texas Trump, Texas Christian when it comes to football and fandom and what you see in the media. So I got TCU at number eight.
1: I went back and forth as well, and I think I think I'm gonna go Central Florida here. And I think Central Florida is kind of a newer, bandwagon fan base as well it kind of goes back to the baylor i kind of see baylor and central florida in in similar fashion tough places to play but they're unique i'll go central florida is my number eight um on my power rankings rush or yeah since we switch up the order troy who you got for seven
2: for number seven is where i have tcu um I, it's kind of a tie with baylor that eight and seven spot and you know yeah. the fan bases they're just different sex of Christian that is kind of weird and
1: they're both I mean I guess
2: pun intended on the sex because it's not really going on but TCU's they've been way too good to not have way more support from a national perspective than where they're at right now so I mean even with with Trayvon Boykin being there back in the day they were I think they only sold out like three of the football games that he was he was there for or something like that
1: yeah, no, they've they've had good teams. Rush, where are you going for seven? I'm going Oklahoma State. Um, I and we'll talk
0: about this more with the with the home field advantage. I something I do really like about Oklahoma State is is the paddles that they you know carry around, kind of like they're part of one big frat. But they just seem to be a very I guess they come across as a very sexually frustrated fan base because when you they're high, it crashes quick, you know, they get so close, they were what was it? One tackle away in the big 12 championship. And they just, they just, it's just, it's too much like this, which is their football team, but it also from a fan base, it just, it it seems like it comes and goes as well. So I have Oklahoma state at number seven.
1: I got, uh, we, I think we're all in agreement that TCU and Baylor are all in the seven to eight range. Um, I got the, I got the Horned Frogs as well. And so that I same reasons you guys did, it, it kind of, to me, TCU, Baylor, and then Central Florida all got good recently and they're kind of their fans came out of nowhere. Although you could probably argue that Central Florida is a little bit more passionate than the other two. But we'll see what happens with TCU now that they've been to a national championship. But, I mean, you look at under Gary Patterson, TCU had a lot of sustained success. He, you mentioned Boykin. How about all the way back to Danian Toblinson in the early 2000s? Yeah. I mean, they've had teams. They just – I don't know. It's a weird it's – it's another weird road trip, weird – uh, fan base, but you know it, it's a tough place to play, and they're selling that thing out recently. So I will uh, that'll round out the top half, and I we got to take one more break here because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here. Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and. In- uh, is available in so many different states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That is the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com. All righty, top half. I think for the most part we have the same teams left. Troy, kick it back to you at number six. Who you got?
2: Number six is where I have UCF as... The highest uh, newer school, well, I guess not uh, because I still have to rank BYU, but the I have UCF high, uh, pretty high up there. Uh, I've done some some pretty solid drinking in the Orlando area and been to a few UCF games when they were absolute booty, and then got to kind of be down there and watch them put Blake Bortles on the map and all that kind of stuff. That was fun. Um <laughs> They have a they have a pretty cool bar scene. A lot of the bars do a like a wristband cover charge, and then you don't have to pay by drink. Which sign me up for that opportunity at any point in time?
1: <laughs> oh no doubt! I I can't wait to go to UCF at the bounce house. Uh, Rush back to you, number six.
0: So numbers, no, my number five and number six, and you'll see when I reveal my number five. I feel like we're very close. It, it was a split decision. I actually have Kansas State at number six, we know a couple uh Kansas state fans, a couple people we grew up with Uh, shout out, Ryan Ackerman, great people, you know, salt of the earth, our, our, our new uh, basketball coach here played at Kansas state. So kind of has a similar feel to Morgantown. I feel like as well, it's just, they're not as, and I think there's two things. I think you can be loud and I think you can be kind of that loud, passionate. And I think you can be annoying. I they're not annoying at all by any means, but, Sometimes I feel like they could be louder or could be more proud or come together more. And I just, you know, they're just—it's just Midwestern, just kind of yeah. keep to themselves. Just good, solid, the Earth people. So I have Kansas State at six.
1: I like it. Um, I see that. See, I had a tough time with the top half because it was pretty easy for me to um, separate the top half versus the bottom half. For my number six, I went the Cowboys. I I think. It's a really good fan base, but it's kind of the same principles as what you talked about with K-State. I don't know if it's a, a really, really hard place to go in and, and get a win, although they've been really successful under Gundy. They love their team, but I, I just don't see them as one of the more chaotic fan bases like their rival in Norman. Um, but, I mean, they're, 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 it's a good fan base. Don't get me wrong. So, But there's a lot of good fan bases in this league. So I got the Cowboys at number six. Troy, who do you got leading off in your top five at number five?
2: At number five, just because I wanted to make sure they got in the top five, kind of for the same reasons that Rush was putting him at six. I see Kansas State as a very, very solid fan base, but I yep. don't see them as anything more than that. Um, maybe in basketball, it's a little bit different. I've I've seen some of the Octagon of Doom games be completely changed by the volume and, and the fans that are in there. Uh so you know they could do it for football, and it's almost more frustrating that it's not a more dominant place for them to play at home just with, you know, what else are you going to do in the Little Apple other than get fired up for a Saturday
1: football game?
0: Yeah, yep.
1: Another reason uh, we love
0: the Big 12, though.
1: Yeah, no is- doubt. No, I mean, there's a, these top five, six, they're all, don't get me wrong, and, and let's clarify that, they're all really good fan bases. We're just nitpicking one versus the rest of them. Rush, who did you have at five?
0: So I have the other side of farm again in Iowa State. Um, basically a lot of the reasons I said with Kansas State, uh, I know I have family and names, so maybe that's why I put them a little higher, uh, because I know the culture a little more. They just there's something about just Iowa State where they or even just the state of Iowa in general, where there's just cornfields everywhere. And I get Kansas is very similar with the Rolling Hills, but like Iowa State's just known for their corn. And it seems like if you're not wrestling or playing football, like you're just you're just farming, and they just get so passionate about these games. So I'm going on the other side of Farmageddon, and I will take Iowa State.
1: I like it, and I'll and I'll go back to the other side of again. I got the Wildcats. Let everything echoing what you guys said. Very passionate fan base, but it's like they're not over the top. Just like like I said with Oklahoma State, it's uh, it's more just hey, we're from the Midwest, we're gonna cheer on our team, have a good time, but it's not psychotic level like some of these other schools in the top uh top three four that for uh for us so troy who do you have at number four
2: at number four i have the texas tech red raider fan base they uh they have a pretty big presence whether it be in person or online um and the only reason why they're not higher is i have a couple of personal favorites that i'm putting up above them so all bias be known texas tech might have one of the the top fan bases but I'm making sure that they're at least kind of high up there. I like the uh, the Texas Tech Red Raider mascot. Always reminds me. He looks like the, the character Yukon Cornelius from um, uh, Rudolph that's the amazing. Red Nones Reindeer. Reindeer. Yeah. yeah, the animated one, the claymation one. He yeah. looks like uh, Yukon Cornelius that's going after the Abominable Snowman.
1: I like it. Big, bushy <laughs> mustache. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rush, who do you got at number four?
0: I actually have BYU at number four, and it's—I know the fan base very well. Obviously, I was born in Provo. With my parents, my brother went to BYU, so very familiar with it. The thing is, obviously, the the Mormon ch- Church owns BYU. It's a Mormon school, so Mormons don't drink, so they don't—they don't tailgate. So, like, what we'll see, especially here in Morgantown, right, is when, when you go to a game and your team is playing BYU. They they will show up on the road, but you don't think they do till about an hour and a half before a game, and you'll just see this blue army approach, yeah. And and you're like, oh, where did all these people come from? And then they'll just go in the game, get settled in their seats, and cheer on. Um, The the reverse of that is because they don't. There's two sides of this, and obviously it has to do with drinking. Because they don't drink, is their vice is BYU football. That's how they get it out. They're passionate. They got to do something with, you know, with their free time. So they cheer on BYU sports all day. On the other side of it, because they don't drink, they're not sometimes able to get that, that extra level that like a performance enhancer like alcohol can do to you. So I have them at number four. I, I, I think it's a good, good spot for them. Um, it would be cool if they tailgated a little more, but I, I get it. If you're not going to drink, you know, just show up for the game.
1: Completely agree. Um, at four, I'm going back. Troy and I are agreeing. I got the Red Raiders. Passionate fan base. They 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 got their own little niche out there in West by God, Texas. Great place. Love Lubbock. Uh, they they're they're a little bit more loud than k State and Oklahoma State to me, which is why I got them higher on the list. They, they love the Red Raiders. There's no other way to put it, and they love beating the Longhorns. So, yeah, I got Texas Tech uh, at number four. Back to you, Troy, for uh, your top three at number three.
2: At number three, I have BYU there. Um, because they don't drink, I can't rank them any higher, but because their fan base shows up everywhere, that's, that's the highest possible spot you can get for being a bare-bones, straight-brained fan of any sport, but, you know, specifically football here. I don't know how you can do it. I don't know how you could go even just one full season without having a drink watching college football. That's you're crazy, but they are. <laughs> you, I mean, they got to be.
0: But yeah. Oh no, they are. But it's it's I think it falls in line is you don't know what you don't know if you've never had yeah. a sip or had that experience. You just don't know what you know. You just you're just a passionate BYU fan. Lose. You're
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're cute. Uh, uh Rush. Take it away, number three.
0: Quick side note is we are going to have – maybe we'll do an episode on this, like the Battle of the Cougars, is BYU and Utah, uh, Houston don't play this year, but I feel like only one we can call the Cougs. So we'll, we'll figure that out another time. <laughs> Number three, and this is kind of the exception, because for the most part, I agree with what you both were saying about UCF. Kind of maybe technically they should be the lower tier, but here's the reason my exception. It's the opposite of the BYU argument. Yeah, you know, they might be going to games a little more fucked up, but I think because – of the fact that they're in Orlando, the fact that what Troy was saying, you put on a a bracelet and you can drink all day. You know, we all know what goes on, especially in downtown Orlando. Um, Strip clubs a couple minutes away. Like, I think, you know, they're kind of your standard fan, but then because they're able to just get so many of those performance and answers to be a fan in the bounce house and the largest populated, I'm actually making the the exception and I'm putting them at number three. They
2: uh, they Down, will they up. will mix they will mix performance enhancers too. They have no problem throwing a, a crazy you know mixture of everything into their system before they get ready to go jump around for an hour and a half. That's what,
0: that's what I'm saying. Is they may not be like the most diehard fans that are gonna like stand, but I'll tell you what. Like game time comes around, is they'll they'll be at what Those they bath need salts to be. Start to... hitting <laughs> exactly
1: the good old Florida air kicking in. Yeah, they'll, they'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah. It's, they, I can't wait to see the first atmosphere there. Uh, Troy, Troy mentioned it. he doesn't know any Iowa State fans, but I got a bunch of buddies who are Iowa State fans, and I've been to Ames. That place is like a, a mini West Virginia Morgantown to me. Like, they're kind of similar. They're, they're insane there. Them, Iowa, um, very passionate. They haven't had a good team, and yet they keep showing up. Um, we've seen their basketball crowds over the years. I, I'm going to Cyclones at number three for me. Whether it's football, basketball, that's as loyal a fan base as it gets. So I got the Cyclones at number three. uh Troy, number two.
2: At number two, I have my personal bias with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They, uh, the paddles they got in the front, it echoes pretty damn loud in there in Stillwater, and the stadium's kind of built out a little bit, and then they've got everything surrounding it, so it, it holds that it holds that thump in there pretty loud and. Eskimo Joe's is a great place to go get hammered at. So they check off both of the boxes required for me to have fan bases, so, you know, some little stick that is pretty cool, but isn't obnoxious. And then do you guys show up with flats of beer or just like a normal cooler of beer?
1: <laughs> Cowboys, baby. Uh, rush who's at number two for you you're down to a couple number two
0: (laughs) i am (laughs) going i think we're all down to a couple (laughs) right Uh, (laughs) i'm going with texas tech the good old red raiders guns up um we brought up the gotchas earlier they're great guys i've seen some texas tech twitter they're just great people lubbock is just it's on obviously the bucket list of places i want to go to um i know ryan you've said excellent things about uh, going to Lubbock, I feel like if I didn't have any biases towards the big 12 and I just woke up one day with like a men in black, they, they erased my memory. And they're like, be a fan of one of these big 12 teams. I'd probably choose Texas tech. They just, they just seem kind of that balance of just fan, you know, great fans. I mean, yeah. West Texas, there's not a ton to do out there. So what else are you going to do? But, you know, go to the saloon drink, cheer on the red Raiders. But also, they still, they're still still in Texas. They still kind of have that national brand. They they do well in sports. I, I like Texas Tech a lot, and I really have enjoyed interacting with their fans. So I'm going Texas Tech number two.
1: Yeah. No, I think we're all singing the praises of of the Lubbock community and glad that they're back. I hope that they can get back to the leech days. Uh, so I'm down to two. Uh, they couldn't be more polar opposite. I will take the Mormons at number two. Mm-hmm. Just from a national brand standpoint, um, they show up everywhere. Their home field yeah. is stupid, hard to play at, and not just because of elevation. They they pack that thing. As, I don't know how they get that loud when they're sober. So, I mean, more power to them. BYU national brand, I, I can't wait to see them on the national power five stage year, uh, week in and week out. Um, but I think we have a unanimous number one. And this oh, isn't, we do. This isn't, this isn't bias. I, I think when you're thinking about who's the best fan base, a, the team is the only team in their state. There's no professional team. Their fan ba- Who Also, ask yourself, which fan base would you want to go tailgate and spend the day with and get drunk with, this fan base?
0: You're right outside um, a hospital. You can go get yeah. your liver pumped and be back for the second half.
1: And if you're a rival, who is the most annoying fan base to you? The West Virginia Mountaineers are the unanimous number one fan base in the Big 12 and it doesn't mean that we're the best team. I think that we've oh, proven that on and, on, on and <laughs> off the field. Um, but just taking into account all the different elements of passion, loyalty, I, I think even I think all the other fan bases would agree if they don't have their own team West Virginia would probably be number two. Troy, any thoughts on the Mountaineers?
2: We need to from get a west
1: Virginia guy.
2: We need to get a uh, we need to get like Ravel to get one of his weird stats on total gallons of moonshine consumed on like a game day Saturday in like the West Virginia, just the the, the Morgantown city limits,
0: that because be it's great. gotta be it's a lot. I mean, if you, walk in,
2: if you walk in there wearing opposing colors or an opposing team shirt on, you're going to have to take five or six shots of moonshine before you even get to the stadium.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's the only way that you don't get heckled. And I, another thing, I would say whose fan base has not take over or have their opponent take over their home court or home field. I've never seen Milan Pushkar or the Coliseum be taken over by the other opponent. As, even as bad as some, some of the teams we've had over the years, that's never happened. Go ahead, Rush.
0: And it's kind of what you guys were bringing up earlier is we're actually very hospitable to, to other fans coming in. Like, we want to know your life story, where just you drink. came from. <laughs> just drink with us. Tell us. Yeah. And we'll tell you a thing. Go fuck yourself. Hope you lose in there. But, <laughs> hey, it was great getting to know you. So we'll, we'll, we'll say fuck off and with a smile on her face and give you some shit on, on the way. So, it is West Virginia. you got you, and if anyone disagrees with us, just let us let us have this. You know, we're yeah. we're not competing for a big ten.
1: <laughs> big twelve championship. Just let us have this, please. <laughs> it's what we live for. <laughs> yeah. What West Virginia, like Colby has said this. West Virginia, the mountaineers, it that's what embodies the college experience. the the cold I mean, who burns couches when they win big games? Just for the hell of it. While, while smoking meth and doing moon, shots of moonshine. I mean, no 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 other fan base does that. So that's why it'd be nice if the Mountaineers could get really, really good again so that that fan base could get back on a national stage like it was in 2007 in the Rich Rod days. So, yeah, I could go on all day, but this isn't a West Virginia show. Let's transition. All over- the Ryan
0: and Rush show for your West <laughs> Virginia show, though.
1: No doubt. Uh, let's transition over to. Home venues in football. We'll do one for basketball when we get closer. Um, we'll go reverse order again. Troy, I will let you lead it off. Who is your, not least, like I said, the least Number bat- 12. Who's yeah, your number 12. 12?
2: Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Houston Stadium as my number 12, uh, especially when it comes to difficulty of playing there. I don't really see that as... Too many teams looking at that away game on the schedule, stressing out about going to Houston and playing
0: that football game. My number 12, I have Kansas, and it's for the sole reason they have a track around their football field.
1: That's not a bad angle, and I did some digging here too on home versus away stats. I got to vent a little bit about Kansas, your website. (laughs) When we're heading into a football season, it's not the 23-24 football season. This isn't fucking basketball. So I know you guys made a bowl for the first time since Mangino, but this is not basketball. It is the 2023 football season. Yes, I will take uh, the track and field stadium in Lawrence as my number 12. Although, hey, you know what? They did get a couple people in there.
0: Ooh, I like this. Trust me, we we get fucked up as BYU
1: fans. Yeah. Who's this, Cole? <laughs> I like it. Shout out to the chat. He's hanging out with Brandon Davies. Um, <laughs> moving along, Troy. Who you got at number eleven? You're muted.
2: You're on sir. mute, Troy. <laughs> that's where I have Kansas.
1: <laughs> they have Shocker. a track. They have a track around
2: the football field. I mean, that's just dumb. You can't be a, a prime in, in what's probably going to be power four conferences and not not have a separate track facility for your team?
0: My number 11 is, I guess we're kind of the same with 11 and 12 here, is Houston. The image I have of just Houston, I think it was last year when Dana Holgerson, I mean, it was just terrible, and he was being booed by all like 200 fans in that stadium, and he was just yelling at his players with his head down. And when I just think of Houston home field advantage, that's just what I think of. So I have Houston at 11.
1: I do, too. I don't need to give a breakdown. It's it's Kansas and Houston. If you have them not in your bottom two, you're probably a fan of one of the teams. Back to you, Troy, for number 10.
2: At number 10, in terms of difficulty to go play and I have the Bill Snyder Family Memorial Stadium in in Little Apple. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I guess I should know as an Oklahoma fan that they don't really win any games there, but besides that, (laughs) it's not – it doesn't seem like too difficult of a stadium to go get a victory in.
0: My number 10, I actually have TCU. Uh, I think that like kind of what I said about their fan base is they're not, you know, the premier Texas school. I'm not, I actually have nothing against TCU. I do like TCU. It just, uh, they just don't really like West Virginia's won at TCU a lot. It just, they don't really seem like they have a home field advantage. I may be traveling going down there, but I've just never, like, I, like if someone's like, Oh, we're going to play in TCU this week. I'm not like on my seat being like, Oh, that's a tough place to play. It's just like, oh, oh, we're going to TCU.
1: Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm going Cincinnati. Um, I, it's more kind of just the recency. Uh, I, I just don't see that as a hostile place to play. I know they've had some big games there lately but I've also seen a lot of really dead crowds over the years and just empty seats everywhere, but they are entering a new phase. It's also a little bit of an unknown with me ranking them this low. So I'll go Cincinnati as number 10 back to you, Troy.
2: My uh, number nine school is going to be Texas Christian. The, uh, it's you would think like we've said multiple times with how good they've had some football teams that that place would get kind of wild. And it's, there's just another level that they can't – they don't get to. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's not that difficult of a place to go down to. I mean, there's no little tricks or anything on the field. So it's just not a tough place.
0: My number nine, Ryan, is I'm kind of following your lead with Cincinnati. The reason I did put them ahead of uh, Texas Christian is until recently with the Bengals being good, it, it would. I remember those – they would have – uh, when they were in the American, you know, Cincinnati these past couple years, have them on, uh, you know, the ABC 730 game. And primetime, the fans do show up. I think for a while, Cincinnati was the team that was doing the best in Cincinnati. So you, I definitely think you had more devoted Bearcats at the time. It, of course, is going to lean NFL and be more NFL. But I'll, I'll put Cincinnati there, especially when our school, West Virginia, goes to play them. I think they'll be a little more. With how close the schools are, a little more emphasis on that game. So I have Cincinnati at number nine.
1: Um, I got TCU with you, Troy. Amon G Carter Stadium. It's actually a really beautiful stadium. It's right when you enter the basketball arena. They're they're kind of connected a little bit like Stillwater, um, but like you said, it's not really a rowdy crowd. They get decent crowds there, but the, from a success standpoint, they've lost their their ro- home road splits are not that. Apart, They've just been a really good overall program. Uh, I got TCU at number nine. Back to you, Troy, for number eight.
2: Number eight is where I have Cincinnati just slightly above you guys. Um, I think it has a little bit to do with as the season goes on and it gets a little bit colder. That's going to be a tough place to go into for some yeah. of these Texas schools and whatnot, but I mean, we've seen them go back and forth between super rowdy, full fan base to, you know, nobody really cares about the team just 18 months later or something like that. And you can't be ranked in the top five or the top four schools in this conference and not always have people there just going nuts. Yeah.
0: My my number eight is this is where I have Kansas State. Um, I'm not by any means being looking forward to a trip. Like if I'm West Virginia going to Kansas State to play, um, like Troy and everyone else said and a lot of other you know teams in the Big 12 is Kansas State is there's what else is there to do on a Saturday when there's a home game. You go out, you get rowdy, you go nuts. But I'm not like I believe that we can go into Kansas State and come back with a win. Um, I'm not fully intimidated by going to Kansas State. Um, I think the Little Apple is, I mean, a tough place to play, harder place to play. Uh, but I don't think it's a tough place to play.
1: So you guys got K state. Um, I got Baylor and McLean stadium. I, I know that they've had success at home, but I don't know if it, I don't know. It, it's a weird place to play. I don't know if you rank that higher because it's a weird place to play, but I, we mentioned it with the location where you can drive your boat up. It's not really a rowdy crowd either. Um, I'll go Baylor. It's usually just tends to be a sleepy spot at number eight for me. Back to you, Troy, for number seven.
2: I have, I have McLean at seven. So basically the same little, you know, it's a tough place to play, but that's kind of been based on, you know, the football team's performance itself. There's not anything additional that the fans are really adding to it in terms of energy or whatnot there. So I just have them kind of in the middle of the pack. You don't want to go play Baylor, but that's, it could be on a high school football field and, you know, it'd be about the same excitement level.
0: So for my last seven picks, I kind of don't even see them as as a large gap in between each pick. I almost see it as like 1A, 1B, 1C. Like a lot of these are really close. Uh, but for number seven, I do have Oklahoma State. Like I said, I love the paddles. I love how rowdy it can get there. I've been to Stillwater. It's a pretty cool place. I do like their version of the orange, of course. Uh, not a fan of the other orange and a certain team in the conference. Um, but it's a place where if the team isn't firing on all cylinders, I know you could pull out a win there. Um, but it, it definitely is when you kind of start getting into the more tougher places to play. And I'll put Oklahoma State in, at a tough place to play.
1: Yeah, I got, I got Oklahoma State as well, and it, it's not that it's a not hard place to play, but there's a lot of really hard places in this league. Yeah. Uh, Boone Pickett Stadium, they've been really, really good under Gundy um, in the last 10 years. For example, they've won over 75% of their games at home, but they've also just been really good. So, I don't know. It's it, it, it's an interesting stadium because just like TCU connects to the basketball arena, Gallagher-Iba, it's just I don't know. I I love I love Oklahoma State, but they're kind of just middle of the pack in terms of passion and fan base and home field advantage. Uh back to you Troy for number 6. Top half.
2: That's right. Where I have Boone Pickens myself. Um the guys get pretty rowdy. It it, it seems like a, a pretty good home field advantage. I've seen a couple of games, uh, you know, especially against Texas and Oklahoma where
1: it yeah, seems like the crowd
2: kind of changes it a little bit, but yeah. I don't see that same level of energy when they're playing Kansas or Kansas state in like a down year for K state or something like that. So still just a little bit too much variance for me to call them one of the top, top fan bases.
0: Number six, this is where I have Baylor. I actually use Baylor being weird with home field advantage (laughs) to their advantage. Um, I think when you're the home team and it's weird, that's a good thing. When you're the away team and weird, like, you know, we know Ryan, West Virginia's gotten there and gotten their ass kicked a couple times down in Waco. So I put Baylor at number six.
1: Yeah, it's it, they're probably that they're, they're them and TCU are probably the hardest fan bases in home atmospheres just to gauge because they've had success, but it's not really a rowdy crowd. Um, I got K State at number six. I, I think that, uh, at Bill Snyder Stadium, they've been really good, actually. Won over 75% of their games. Yes, they've been good. But they've won a lot of big games. They do that thing where they rock back and forth. It's not as loud as Octagon of Doom. But when they purple out, and especially when it's a night game, that's, that's a tough place to play. So I got K-State at number six. Troy at number five.
2: Number five is where I have the bounce house. The, uh, what is it, FBC Mortgage Stadium or something like that now? I got yeah. the uh, the bounce house there. The, the fans get riled up. They all start jumping around. The place shakes. Uh, you know, UCF has some undergrad enrollment that's like 85,000 kids or some crazy amount. Like, they're one of the biggest schools in the nation. So they're always going to have people there. And since it's Florida, they're always going to be on something or some things. And... <laughs> Bounce us! I think even even it being the first year, I think they're going to give people some problems that have to come down to Orlando, yeah. and especially early in the year with the humidity, it's, it's going to be tough.
0: My a number rush. five, I have Texas Tech. There's something about being out in West Texas. They don't get a lot of primetime games. They're usually playing at 12 or 3.30, so you got that nice sun on you, you know, mid-September just being hot and dry. I mean, I love that they still use the guns for, for their logo. They ain't go PC. Um, you know, they can do some (laughs) nice drinking out there things. You know, we, we talk about Baylor, you know, wacko being kind of weird, but, but the, the weirdness of the desert, that's a different type of way. That's a, that's where you start seeing things that aren't there. So I'm going Texas
1: tech at number five. I am joining you on Texas tech. And like you said, Jones, AT&T stadium, the other Jones, not Jerry (laughs) Jones. um, They they good, really good fan base and really good venue. It can get rowdy, but it tends to only be more rowdy when it's Texas and and Oklahoma. They kind of not, not bandwagon uh, electric crowds, but like you could tell when uh, they will show up more for certain opponents but, I mean, you could say that for everybody, but I got Texas Tech as number five. Back to you, Troy, for your number four.
2: I got a Jones AT&T at number four. I, um, I've seen enough good teams go there and lose unexpected games, and I've seen years where Texas Tech seems like they finally made the breakthrough and then Oklahoma just stomps them in there, you know. They have great fans. It's definitely a tough place to play. I mean, it's hot and humid, and then as the season goes on, if you play a night game there, the wind gets real whippy. It's just a very solid, very tough place to go play a football game. You're never going to overlook that away game to, out to West Texas.
1: If we were still in the leech era, I feel like it might be a little bit higher. But, hey, there seems like they're trending back that way. How about you, Rush? Uh,
0: number four, I have Iowa State. And when I think of this, Iowa, the way Iowa State under under Campbell, Matt Campbell has done, is he's totally obviously turned that program around. I remember when Kansas and Iowa State would kind of be the two automatic wins every year. And I feel like, I don't mean to bring this up, West Virginia fans, but that loss back in, what was it, 2018, the, that 7.30 ESPN game when it's dark out, it's getting cold in the Midwest, it's just, that's become a really, really hard place to play. Just ask Texas, right? So you you anyone i think teams go to die in Ames. they really do so i have number four i have iowa state
1: i got i got the bounce house at number four um i i think they have potentially a chance to shoot up here into maybe the one two or three slot in years to come but i want to see it out at a power five level consistency but it's going to be a hard place to play going down to florida just a unique everybody's on something like troy said so i got the very ucf very very golden knights uh at number four back to you troy for number three lots
2: of lots of distractions in orlando yes um, a lot of buns at number three that's where i have milan poscar and you guys up in morgantown uh it's just a really really hard place to play and it Neil Brown's early years have kind of thrown off. We were we were looking through some of the records and whatnot, home and away splits. But uh, he might he might win a couple of upset games at home this year and kind of get it back on track. I, I mean, you know, the fans are going to show up. They could be the worst team in the world, and the fans are going to pack the place in, and it doesn't even matter. That's just that's what we do on uh, Saturdays. Yeah, it's just a tough place to play.
1: Yeah.
0: Number three as well, same with you, Troy. It is Mylan Puskar. You got your head in Orlando still with Mulan and the Disney movie. But it's it's all right. It's all right. You, you, we appreciate you having us so high. I didn't want uh, anyone
2: to call us racist.
0: <laughs> covering all the bases, right? <laughs> Cancel culture. There you go. Um, the, the reason I have them at number three and not number one, if this was a traditional 10-team uh, Big 12, I would have them at number one. Um, they don't usually the travel would work towards their advantage because they were the outlier in the big 12 and teams were usually traveling a long distance to them. Obviously the fans, the tailgates, the the whole atmosphere, Morgantown's nuts. I mean, I've heard Pitt fans. I've heard Virginia tech fans. I've heard fans that that absolutely hate West Virginia sports say like, listen, I I don't, don't tell anyone this, but this is a cool place because, because it is, it's, it's an excellent, um, home field advantage. I mean, Baylor's never won here that we crushed them that last Thursday night. I mean, even look at, it was kind of a sad ending, Ryan, but look how we played the team that was in the national championship last year, TCU. I mean, we should have won that game. Um, yep. Coaching, you know, hurt us there a little bit, but Morgantown's a hard place to play. Things get weird in West Virginia. So I have West Virginia at number three.
1: Uh, I got the Cyclones. Uh, it's it kind of what you guys talked about where, Teams that are highly ranked, they go to Jack Trice Stadium, whether it was Oklahoma State that one year with Brandon Weed and West Virginia with Will Greer. You name it, man. They've won so many big games, ruined so many really good seasons at the top of the Big 12. And just looking at the two biggest splits, home versus away, West Virginia and Iowa State were definitely top, top two. And Iowa State has not had good teams before Matt Campbell. It's gone to a different level. Troy mentioned it last week. They grow the grass differently there. It's yeah, a pain right. in the ass to play it at uh, Ames, especially at nighttime when it's cold, windy as shit. Mm. Especially if you got a passing attack like Texas. Uh, foreshadowing what's going to happen in early November here with Twin <laughs> Yards going there. Um, yeah, no, Jack Jack Trice Stadium, uh, seat sixty one five. They're gonna they can get uh, sixty five in there if they squeeze a little bit. I got Iowa State at number three.
2: um, That's where I have number two for the sole purpose of they grow the goddamn grass out and they just slow everyone the fuck down. And it's the most annoying place to go play. I don't know if you can squeeze that, that many people in there. Those, those Ames fans are corn fed and they're not Mm. little twiggies,
0: Mm. you know, my number two, this is when I go to, to UCF. Like we keep talking about is they, they have the performance enhancers on their side. That place gets loud and obviously they bounce around and, it, it's, 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 it can get nuts there. I mean, we've seen games there, and you're right. There is a factor of how they're going to do in the Big 12 now, but I also don't think because where they are located in Florida, and I think they do have an advantage travel-wise for people coming to them and a little bit of the swampiness, the the that nice humidity where you feel like you're running through a brick wall. Um, I got UCF at number two.
1: Yeah, I like it. I'm looking forward to seeing UCF. I got... The Cougs, uh, BYU at number two, mm. uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Mm. It's going to be interesting, everybody going out west for the first time in the mountains, the elevation. Uh, it's it's going to be fun, especially because I think a majority of their games are going to be primetime because one of the main reasons they got BYU other than the national brand is the 10-15 slot that you like to talk about, Russ. So
0: the best primetime slot.
1: Yeah, I got BYU at number two. It's going to be a pain in the ass going out there. A lot of of hungry Mormons, a lot of loud Mormons out there. Cole's going to be out there sneaking in his flash, taking shots. I won't rat you out, Cole. You can come to Morgantown and drink with me. Uh, Moving along, back to you, Troy, for your top venue.
2: I've got the the less at number one, baby. Lavelle Edwards going all the way up there, almost 5,000 feet up. It's going to be rough for some teams that aren't used to going to that elevation and, and trying to play, you know what's Oklahoma state if one of the years that they go up there to play and they try to run, you know, a play every 12 seconds, that's going to get halted real, real quick.
0: Yeah. I, I have BYU as well. Um, I've been to a lot of games at again, good old Provo, especially growing up, um, elevation, um, you know the fan like i said is is the fans there i mean they they got nothing else to do they're not drinking they're not well except cole here that ratted himself out and his <laughs> his friends but for the most part scriptures and scotch baby scriptures, there you go yeah. scriptures and scotch you know you got david and goliath out there you know they, they get fired up they give a nice they give a prayer before the game which it's kind of that calm before the storm they have dinosaur bones underneath the stadium it's I mean, talk about it. It's it's weird in a good way place to go. It's by the third quarter, you coming out halftime thinking you're rested up. You're on your knees. You know, opponents get on their knees huffing and puffing. It, it's you know, the game could be close. And the next thing you know, BYU just won by 20 points. So Lavelle Edwards Stadium, that's a great place. going to be a hard, hard place for opponents to win at.
1: Yeah, it is. No, it's, it's, I'm glad that the Mountaineers did not draw that this year. But you know who BYU's got to come to? They got to come to Morgantown. And yes, you could call us a homer pick, but I got some stats to back it up. In the last 10 years since West Virginia's gone to the Big 12, they're around a 500 program. They got a 39% winning percentage on the road, 63 at home. By far, the biggest discrepancy, home versus away. You mentioned the travel; it's a pain in the ass. You don't have an airport to fly into. You got to fly to Pittsburgh, um, and then you got Then there's not a hotel big enough for a football team in Morgantown, so you got to stay 30, 40 minutes outside of Morgantown. Everything's a pain in the in the ass when you come to Morgantown. And, and you mentioned Baylor's ever won there. TCU's barely ever won there. So many top five teams have fallen there. A night game at in, Mor- in Morgantown at, at Milan Postcard Stadium. I mean, they're number one for me just because of the discrepancy of if they don't have the home field, man, they're by far the worst team in the league. So that's where I go with the Mountaineers at number one. Any, uh, any pushback there?
0: No. I, th- I think they're all about right. Yeah, uh, and like I said, it's let us have, let us WU fans have something because it's not going to be the Big Twelve title this year. So give us just something. It's it, all we're it, asking for. We'll we'll rage a... and go hard as everyone else. And like you said, Ryan, and that drive from Pittsburgh to Morgantown, it's, it's not like it's a, well, yeah, it's not like yeah. there's smooth roads or anything. You're hitting a pothole every other yeah. foot. So I mean, it, you can't even get catch up some sleep on the bus.
2: I was going to say, it might it might be a bit of an advantage that they have to stay outside of Morgantown because if they <laughs> had college kids that had to stay in Morgantown, there would be a couple of them that just couldn't help themselves.
1: No, I completely agree. It, it's just, like you said, it's a pain in the ass coming to Morgantown. Everybody that's ever, when I was in the coaching industry, they're like, I hate coming here, man. It's such a, I mean, I'm sure you guys love it to your advantage, but I also think BYU is going to get the same, treatment that West Virginia got when they got in the league where everybody's gonna be like, God, I hate coming all the way out here to Utah all the way out in the West mountain. So it's going to be interesting. Like you said, so many great home field, uh, fan bases. And that's what it embodies here on the, on the college experience, the big 12 experience. That's why we have the big 12 experience because this is the best league in America from a passion, uh, uh, campuses, uh, college towns, you name it. Just the whole passion of the Big 12. We will be back a couple more times this week. We'll be back for our next episode. We have the quarterbacks and coaching uh, power rankings. There won't be any controversy there either. And at the end of the week, we also have a uh, the top non-conference games for the Big 12 or Big 14, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I sorry. Before we get out of here, there's two members leaving. Where would you rank – Texas and Oklahoma in these two categories. I'll lead rush. I'll let you read it. Uh, lead it off. Well,
0: fan bases, which put them right at 14 um, <laughs> for <laughs> obvious point. reasons. Yeah. And yeah. if everyone can notice our great background, we, we it wasn't Shout working last time. <laughs> we got it fixed. Just take a look at the teams on the bottom. I mean, that says it all right there. Um, I mean, I obviously West Virginia hasn't been as dominant as they were, um, a couple years ago, our, you know, mid tens, the the twenty tens. But I, I was never really too worried about when we'd have to go play Texas in Austin. I mean, we got killed last year. But this West Virginia team, the past couple of years, isn't necessarily the one we're referring to. And you know, the historical context of them being in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma. I actually really don't mind Oklahoma fans because they were the ones kind of you know keeping the. I'm not going to say Big Twelve alive, but they're the ones that you know were going to the playoffs when it came out. I mean, they kept winning. So they kind of backed up their talk. And so I don't know, you know, somewhere in the middle. And I would say I've been to Norman. I was there for a conference one time and the conference ended early. So I walked around the campus. It, it's, it's one big campus. It's completely flat with the football stadium in the middle. And they actually had the gates open for vendors. And I just walked right in and I just stood in the middle of the football field. I mean, it's a nice field. I think it's actually cool that it's in the middle of campus um can get more rowdy that way and of course they're Oklahoma they're going to get people to show up uh we've never had success there maybe we'll have it this year Ryan probably not uh but Oklahoma it's a tough place to play and they they back it up so somewhere towards the top for home field advantage with Oklahoma
1: you're an Oklahoma fan and hate Texas horns down how about you man (laughs)
2: just with how delusional both fan bases are, I would have no problem putting them at like 13 and 14.
1: I might even (laughs) put
2: Oklahoma below Texas because the, if you, if you bring up anything with even any kind of like statistical, you know, support for what you're talking about, the Oklahoma fans will show up and start spamming the crap out of you and telling you how good their football program was, you know, 15 years ago, 25 years ago, all that bullshit. But in terms of difficulty to play, I think I would put Gaylord Family Memorial at number one by a pretty wide margin. And I mean, I'm sure the home record speaks for itself, but that's just gotten to the point where it's, it's like its own entity of going to an away game and knowing, oh man, there's only been like nine or 10 other teams that have come up in here in the last few years that have won.
0: I mean you got oklahoma fans calling you right now yeah. Troy. i pissed at yeah you, so.
1: <laughs> that oklahoma texas they're they're hacking you they're Star 69 backdress uh it, it think, is in
2: oklahoma area
1: kid. So here you go it's, it's uh t- tulsa tulsa area hey did, where'd you rank our suitors at uh i see texas to me they're kind of like the cowboys in terms of like they like from a going there and trying to get a win because Yes, it's big. It's 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 got all the flash. It's it, it, like they're gonna show up, but it's not really a hostile environment. It's more they can turn on their turn on their team quickly. So like from an atmosphere standpoint, I probably put Texas in the middle. From a fan base, Texas probably number one. I mean they're they're insane. I mean they they fire everybody for going like nine and three. So Texas and Oklahoma, one A one B, probably with the fan base, not in a good way. By the way, but in terms of like passion. I think it's hard to argue Texas and Oklahoma, you know, your
0: your reason for putting him number one is the reason I put him at 14. That's the thing. That's what's great about the fan bases. It's just, what do you value as a fan base? But you're right. They're nuts. They're passionate. They came out Troy for everything he said on the last (laughs) podcast. So, Hey, it's great. And that's what we want to stir up. So
1: yeah, it's fun. It's it. Go ahead, Troy.
2: Oh, I was just going to say the, uh, the home field advantage for Texas only works until they really, really need it. And then it always, it always fails. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm wondering now was Oklahoma just really good at home because they were just really fucking good during that era? Because they, they weren't that good at home last year. I'm starting Don't. to, I'm, they drop a game every year now, too.
0: Yeah, it's usually against Kansas State, too. But yeah. the thing with Oklahoma is, don't forget, what was it? I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before when they had like six or seven straight home games. They had to get the Tulane game moved to Oklahoma. They always yeah. have a good job of front stacking their, their their home schedule. But, hey, I mean, good for oh. them
1: for scheduling it that way. Side note, did you see the SEC media days are caving to Texas and Oklahoma already and moving uh, media days to Dallas in 2024 to start it off? Are they going to Jerry World too? Yeah, they're going to Jerry World. They're trying to be the Big Twelve, man. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see Texas A and M, man, with with Texas coming into the league because they've been in the league for almost a decade now, and they never went to Jerry World once. They gotta, they should come back to the Big Twelve to be honest. They, they would probably be the top dog. Yeah, but hey, they made their bed so. All right, everybody, we are about to get up on out of here. But before we do so, Rush, tell everybody where to find you. Sorry, I can't talk right now. And what you got going on?
0: At Rambling Rush on Twitter and Instagram. Appreciate all the follows recently and engagement. Um, at Ryan and Rush Show, Twitter, Instagram as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the West Virginia side of things because clearly you all haven't gotten in enough on this episode. So, no doubt. Um, But that's where you can find me slash
1: us. Troy Tuning, I, uh, what you got?
0: I've been telling everybody my
2: Twitter handle on here, and that seemed to backfire. So <laughs> you can you can still find me on Twitter at Troy Tuning, just my full name with no spaces or anything. But uh, if you bring your group of friends and try to bomb me in direct messages, I'm just gonna block you. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: or or, or, or they're Texas gonna get fans. they're gonna get your house phone and fucking start prank Suck calling it. your ass. So yeah, I've
2: oh, already figured Troy, it out. I got I doxed myself. <laughs>
1: Troy, wait till they lose to the Baylor uh, to start the Big 12 season, and they're two and two through September. They're going to freaking be called Sarkeesian's house instead of yours. So, uh, you guys can find me at moneyline underscore Mac. And hey, appreciate all the support with the Big 12 experience through the first week. We got plenty more action to come, and Labor Day will be here before you know it. And don't forget to let it ride. <laughs>